Welcome to Dare, Share, Create, the podcast. Conversations, concepts, and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world, and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, voiceover artist, singer, speaker, and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation, and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission, and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So hello and welcome to this solo episode of Dare, Share, Create the podcast with me, Elizabeth Valentine. How are you? What did you think of last week's episode with Lou Hamilton, a.k.a. Brave New Girl? Some of the key takeaways for me was the notion of us being a caretaker for the planet for the next seven generations. What a powerful image. We should all be striving for leaving people and the planet better off than how we found it. So if we can hold in our mind this image of safeguarding the planet for future generations, then I think we can make decisions on what we consume and how we live slightly better, make slightly better decisions all the time. And the other thing was, of course, the power of putting your love goggles on if you want to live with no or at least few regrets. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, go and hear Lou's story about her grandmother. It is so, so lovely. But today I want to talk about a winning mindset and the things that may sabotage it and us. There's a lot of talk about fear of failure, but I think there should perhaps be more talk about fear of success or fear of winning. I had an experience last week that I want to share with you because it highlighted some pretty interesting things. And as Peter Crone, the mind architect who I love, always says, Life is going to present you with situations that reveal where you're not free. And this was pretty revealing. I also did a meditation course probably about 10 years ago with this monk. And he used to say, it's not meant to be pleasant or unpleasant. You just notice what you notice without judging the experience. But of course, judging our experiences is how we learn and how we grow. We, we judge and make assumptions based on our experiences and our perspective. And then hopefully we transcend and grow. Sometimes also other things happen like, uh, you know, you making assumptions based on one situation that aren't actually applicable to other situations. But anywho, I had an experience that I'm hoping is going to help me grow and I'm hoping that by sharing it, it will help you grow as well. So at the moment, I'm doing a new accreditation course in coaching. I studied coaching 10 years ago and I'm working as a coach, but I decided it was time to refresh some skills and also keep up to date with the developments because we always have to sharpen our swords. We can't rest on our laurels and think, well, I'm just going to do what I've always done. So I thought, you know what, we're going into autumn. It's the perfect time to do some studying. So the company I'm doing it with have a Facebook community where people can support and inspire each other and share key learnings, etc. And I found out that every month, in the beginning of every month, they do a challenge in that group. And I love a good challenge. 
So it's my first week. So, of course, I thought, yeah, I'll jump into the challenge, which was around wellness and incorporating new good habits into your life, which, of course, you know, I'm totally into. So it was pretty easy. I decided I'm going to reinstate getting up earlier and reinstate morning meditation as the first thing. And then I also had some things around sleep. So I just posted my findings uh, with some pictures and some videos in the group each morning. And it got me back into morning meditation, which was brilliant. And I had just a great week. Um, And, you know, if you follow me on social media, I post what I do and my thoughts every morning, more or less. So it was pretty easy. I didn't think too much about it. I just did it and I enjoyed seeing what other people were doing. And it was super inspiring. But lo and behold, I actually won the challenge for my effort and creativity. And I won a really quite big prize that's worth a lot of money. And I was flabbergasted because I've never and I've done, you know, I've done challenges before in various forums and entrepreneur groups and whatever. Um, But I've never won a challenge before. So I was obviously super pleased, super happy. And I had to sort of go back to the post and check, hang on, was it really me who won the first prize? Uh, And it was. So I'm super happy. I do a little sort of, I had had a glass of wine at this point. So I do like a little boomerang video sending it, you know, with like a kissy face. I go, and the thank you. And I write thank you in the post and kind of like the people who've congratulated me and the runner up and all the other people who've taken part in the challenge. So, of course, you know, I'm elated, but very quickly, actually, that elation shifts into something else. And I'm not sure if you've ever felt this. And part of me is thinking, oh, gosh, Elizabeth, you're just being neurotic and ridiculous. And it's like, what's going on? But I want to share it with you because it highlighted some important things in terms of thought patterns, fears and core beliefs. And this might spark some thoughts in you as to why you think or behave in a certain way and in certain situations. All of a sudden, I was filled with doubt and dread. First of all, I was like, oh my God, did I really win? I mean, or did I misunderstand the post? Are people now thinking, oh, what's she writing about? Because it wasn't her who won, it was another Elizabeth or she, you know, whatever. So that was that was like a panic going, oh my God, I have to go back and check. And then I was like, oh, no, maybe people are going to think I'm being super conceited because I did that little video. Was I a worthy winner? Because it came quite easy to me. Is that unfair? You know, I didn't really work that hard. And isn't it interesting? It just goes to show both how self-obsessed and how self-preserving the mind really is. Because... I had to sort of really check in on myself and go, but Elizabeth, when other people win things, how do I feel about that? And I'm always like really happy for them. I congratulate them. And then I don't really think about it. And I love it when people do great things. And of course, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I would have I would have wished that I had thought of doing that or I had done that or that I had won that prize or whatever. But, you know, I'm always happy for whoever wins. And this just got me thinking about the fears and core beliefs around winning or success. 
How many times have you made excuses for something that you did? And go, oh, well, you know, I just did it because X, Y, and Z. Do you do that? A lot of people do it. It's like if you get a compliment. Women do this a lot. Oh, wow, I love your dress. Oh, thanks. Yeah, well, I mean, I bought it at this store. Oh, and it was only this much. And you're like, are we incapable of taking a compliment and just go, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. It's got pockets. We love pockets and dresses. I don't know why, but we do. Uh, Most of us anyways. I don't want to make assumptions. But this is something that we do. It's like, oh, well, I only won just because, just this just because. So like, I've been able to read music since I was eight years old. I started playing the trumpet when I was eight and learned to read music. And when I did my degree in popular music performance, we had music theory and oral. Don't be dirty. And this was fairly easy for me because I could already read music. And I had sung in choirs with, um, you know, with several harmonies. So I was used to reading music. Um, So, of course, I had an advantage over those who've never learned to read music beforehand. And then it's the thing. It's like, should I have to apologize for that? It's interesting, isn't it? Do you excuse or feel uncomfortable when you win or when you do well? I mean, I bet all the big athletes or all the big stars, like you don't see Beyonce or J-Lo apologizing for their success when they've won an award. And you don't see the person who is on the podium in winning the first prize in a race. You don't see them going, oh, oh, I feel, I feel awkward about winning. They're owning it. So this experience definitely revealed some beliefs and fears There's a fear that people won't like me because I have won. Yeah, there's definitely something about not being safe if you win. Will that get you cast out of the group? And that's such a primal fear that we have, isn't it? Being cast out. And that can come from either being at the bottom or at the top. There's safety in the middle. But again, that's a belief and and a fear that probably needs a bit of unpacking to kind of go, hmm, is this actually the truth? There's a belief that it has to be hard or hard work if you're going to succeed. When actually, when you are in flow and in true alignment, it's easy. It's like a dance, but there is something that's been instilled in us probably since we were children. It's like, it has to be hard work. And I believe in hard work. I do think some things require hard work. But what about all the hard work that you've done previously? So now it's easy for you to do something because you already put in the hard work. And and that was the other thing. It's like, oh, It's unfair if I win because something comes easy to me already. In this instance, hey, I already post things about wellness and what I do. So how comfortable are you about winning? Or accepting applause or praise or a compliment? How many of us have sacrificed winning or upscaling or leveling up in favor of staying in the safety of your group or your sphere. 
I've been re-watching the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice with Jennifer Ely and Colin Firth. And at one point, she gets a visit from Lady Catherine de Bourgh, who's challenging her and forbidding her to marry Mr. Darcy, who is above her in social standing. And the very posh, if you don't know um, Pride and Prejudice, the very posh, Lady Catherine de Bourgh says, For your own good, you wouldn't want to leave this sphere in which you've been brought up. And I think that might be something we forget if we are striving for more. That subconsciously you might have a fear of leaving the sphere in which you were brought up because, hey, it could alienate you from your friends or your family or your peer groups. And I think it's a fair fear. And perhaps something you want to take into account. You know, what is the price I'm willing to pay in order to get what I want? Sometimes the price is too high. However, we have to be mindful that a fear is just a fear and it's not necessarily reality. So you might want to question uh, if, if what I'm afraid of comes to pass, then what will happen? What does that look like? And then what happens? And also, if I do better and can be better, well, then hopefully I can inspire the people around me to also go, ah, okay, they did something different. Maybe I can too. Maybe I can go after what I want. Maybe I can level up. They do say we are the sum of the five people we spend the most time with. And I think there is something in that. So yeah, I think when we look at self-sabotage, this fear does play an important role. So next time you want to go for something, just notice what self-preservation techniques you deploy and really notice your thoughts. Because you might have, like me, like I discovered, some underlying fears and beliefs that are stopping you from being the best you can be and doing the best you can. You know, it doesn't really matter where these beliefs or fears stem from, but if we want to reprogram them, so that they're not holding us back, so that they're not stopping us. Because let's be honest, we all have we all have these roadblocks. And until we become really aware of what the thoughts and the beliefs are, then we can't move forward. And that's why I decided to, even though it seems a bit ridiculous, this story, I wanted to share it with you because it's important. It's important and so often it is in our subconscious. So whenever you feel all of a sudden a shift in emotion, there is always a thought buried there. And often there's a core belief buried there too. So it's a great signpost for you to go, hmm, there's something I need to investigate in here. And as I'm recording this, we're going into Scorpio season, which is my season, and that's all about looking beneath the surface. Looking beneath the surface and figuring out what is actually going on. What's actually holding you back. What is the actual reason why you have this pattern of behavior? Or this thing never works out. Or this thing does work out. I mean, we want to look at the good things as well. And ultimately, our ego wants to keep us safe. That's it. 
We so desperately want to be safe and liked and comfortable. But when we start stripping those layers away, that's when we can really step into our power and own our shit and own how great we can be. So next time you go for something, just notice. Notice what you notice. Do you give it your all? And if you don't, why is that? Could it be a way of protecting yourself if you don't succeed? Well, I didn't try that hard, so it's fine. I only got that grade or that it didn't really go that well or it didn't really succeed or whatever. What a great protection mechanism because it enables you to keep your self-image intact. It's like, well, hey, I could have won if I wanted to. Mm-hmm, really? And then the other thing I want you to just notice is what are you afraid might happen if you succeed? What little thoughts pop up? And then question those thoughts. Is it true? How do I know for sure that this is true? Does this thought serve you or not? And if not, then thank it and pick a better thought. So that was it for today. Next week, I've got another guest for you and you really don't want to miss this episode. His name is Sebastian Bates. He's an entrepreneur, philanthropist. He's the founder of the Warrior Academy, which is a global martial arts organization. He's also a best-selling author on the subject of character development with the Warrior Method from 2018. And he has most recently released uh, a book he has co-written called Not a Victim, Enable Your Child to Break Through Bullying and Develop a Black Belt in Resilience for Life. And that's really what we're going to be talking a lot about. How to build resilience in your children, but also deal with your own experiences. I got so much out of reading this book, even though I don't have kids yet. And it's a fascinating, fascinating conversation. And there's so much, there's so much depth in it that you really want to make sure that you listen. So look out for that. Um, but for now, this is it. Thank you for listening. I hope you got lots of value from it. If you did, let me know by either sending me an email at elizabeth at elizabethvalentine.com. Drop me a message on Instagram at elizabethvalentine underscore. And please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. So take care of yourself. And as always, till next time. Keep daring, keep sharing, and keep creating.